Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is called Catholic Central, a conversation about um, a group of people who call themselves Catholic Central and have been doing the Catholic Central thing here in Sydney. I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by Veronica. Welcome, Veronica. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Before we get started, just a reminder to the listener that if you like the show, you should subscribe on your podcast app. That way you won't miss an episode. Now, Veronica, we didn't meet with Catholic Central, but when you approached me first for Catholic Central, I had no idea what you were talking about because <laughs> it, it, it wasn't actually centrally in Sydney. It was kind of off in one of the suburbs. Can you tell me what um, Catholic Central is about? Yeah, I guess you're right. We probably should name it uh, more like Catholic Central Western Sydney style. Uh, <laughs> so Catholic Central was uh, uh, came together by five young people uh, in the mid-20s. Uh, we decided that we really wanted to bring uh, the gospel to life a little bit, um, engage people, get the youth involved in their faith, answer questions uh, that we didn't know the answers to, but obviously we couldn't answer them, so we had to outsource that to professionals like yourself uh, so that they would come and deliver a speech on some aspect of the faith, whether it be prayer, tradition, uh, sacred traditions, sacred scripture, uh, sacraments, the magisterium of the church, uh, just so that people, young people can really, I guess, deepen their faith and know that God's with them and just fall in love with him in a, in a more real way, um, which is why we always had ad have adoration and confessions happening right. prior to a talk by the speaker that we've prior to the talk, asked. Right. Now, this sounds like you've got a fairly specific um, sort of format and a whole a very specific idea about what you should be covering. Did this come from you guys or did it come from a demand from the youth themselves? Um, I So the setup was that we were living amongst, uh, there, were, there were many of us living in these uh, Catholic households, I guess, and it, it just happened like that. Uh, Holy now, Spirit wait works. A in- we can't go past that without actually saying, <laughs> "What is a Catholic household?" I mean, it, I have it. I'm I'm a Catholic, and I have a house. Does that make me a Catholic household? Oh, I guess so. Uh, no, so we um, we young people were looking for accommodation around Sydney, uh, Central West Sydney, uh, and we came across like-minded individuals who wanted to live out their faith, and it, it only seemed to encourage us to. Um, begin weekly prayer, uh, doing the rosary every Sunday night. We then, you know, opened it up to a more public scene in our home. uh, And we realised that actually we do have a wide range of people who are wanting to engage in their faith and why can't we give them more and, you know, why can't we do it? So, yeah, so we stepped out into this uh, adventure, I guess, and began Catholic Central. So Catholic Central is a sort of a, grew out of those Catholic households. You yes. seem to say there was more than one. Is that right? There's a couple of houses with. Yes. So we actually uh, found that we we had an original house, uh, which other friends of mine began, and then we acquired the house next door. Right. And so we actually changed it into one female house of Catholics and one male house of Catholics. Right. Um, and it just happened that everyone got along really well. We lived out, we tried to live out the virtues every day, shared meals every evening. I, f- I fully recommend it. It was amazing. And I even met my husband uh, <laughs> in amongst that. So, <laughs> so great for vocations. <laughs> it's a very strong recommendation. I mean, the problem is finding the people at the right time and their transition periods because you don't just move, um, you know, 
out randomly. You generally move mm-hmm. at a certain time in your life, and, and that there's a, as you've pointed out, there's a window there because you couldn't go back to that. Now you're married and moved to a different thing. Although we probably should have more mix between the the age groups, but Catholic Central mm-hmm. has come out of this. Can you give us an example of? I mean, you you listed off some of the topics, but what would you say are the more um, more interesting ones that you've seen, or the ones that people have responded well to? Oh, we've had some interesting ones because of the the happenings ar- around the Sydney context. Um, you know, same sex marriage. Uh, we've had abortion topics. Uh, we've had one of the doctors come and actually present a talk. He's a Catholic doctor, uh, and he gave us that talk, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and we do encourage our viewers to actually bring another person so that we're not just keeping the faith to ourselves, but we are sharing it with others, right. um, involving the wider community. And do you and think those talks are accessible to people who perhaps aren't Catholic, who are just coming along with a friend or something like that? We've definitely had a few non-Catholics come along, which has been really interesting and engaging, and they're the ones that are asking more and more questions. Good. Um, so I do, I do recommend them coming. Yeah, I, the the questions must show that they're actually safe to do so, and that you know, they haven't been jumped on or something like that. They're actually open to the questions, and that's good that we're open to questions. Oh, I'm I've been there once, and I think the questions there were quite um, intelligent and searching kind of questions. So it's you catching people at a time of their life when they're where they're they're inquiring and they're interested. Um, how long have you been going now? Uh, this is the third year, I think. Right. So, so I think it was ended in 2019, that's when we began it, and then we moved on to, to do a complete year. So this technically is our third year, but really second oh, yeah. year. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Fair enough. And uh, how did you cope with COVID? Like, did you just have a pause button or? That was a challenge. Uh, we actually spoke a lot with the priest uh, who resides um, at Dundas and they advised, look, you know, we've got to stick to restrictions, got to be careful, um, you know, it's not safe, etc. So we we had the shows on hold for a while and the moment we were allowed back in, we were in the doors, we had our speaker come. However, we weren't able to do adoration and confessions uh, just for this, I guess, safety as well as um, trying to keep things to a minimal so, so it was a challenge for us because we wanted to allow the sacraments to be there for, for everyone. Yeah. So it was hard. I guess it's mm. funny, you, you, that's a broader point really about the sacraments. The, the fact that we've missed them this year has, um, mm. I think, I mean, it felt bad and feels bad when we miss sacraments and, it, and sometimes we get frustrated with, with the restrictions. But the fact that we've missed them actually makes has really sharpened our focus on the sacraments and the and the graces we have through them, and it probably yeah. makes us more appreciative of them. I think in the in the years to come. Absolutely, and I know for myself, I you know started watching masses online, and I just sat there and I thought, oh my gosh, I really want the Eucharist, <laughs> and you know it brought me back to to saying, well, if I want to go and receive our Lord, then. I need to be ready. I need to go to confession. So, so it yeah. definitely helped me in that respect. Yeah, it's a funny thing that we things we take for granted, we don't fully appreciate as much. But when we come back together, and even simple things like gathering with a bunch of friends to have a, a discussion, to ask questions, to to have those kinds of things um, in our lives, that's been missing in this um, in this last little while. Do you think um, young Catholics who who thought they were pretty confident about knowing the faith have learned something as well? 
probably patience in the COVID times. Uh, <laughs> I meant from Catholic Central, but yes. <laughs> from Catholic Central for sure. Um, I think that uh, I think there's a lot of people who are coming. Uh, one for the community aspect. It's just it's nice to engage with people, have a cup of tea, uh, and learn something new about your faith. Uh, and I think that it, it is a chance for newcomers to to be welcomed, and and that's what we're called to do. So, so right. we do need to step up to the challenge. And you mentioned that there's um there's a team of you guys um putting it together. Uh, what's the team makeup like? Like, is it is it all just a bunch of the girls from the girls' house, or is it a, a wider range of people? Good question. Uh, so we originally started with uh, a couple people within the household. So we had um one female from my household, uh, two males, uh, three males from the other household, the right. boys' house, and then we had an outsider. Uh, who joined us for weekly rosary, which was great, yep. um, and he he was a Latin traditional mass goer. Right. Uh, so it was good to have a range of people. Um, and then we've you know since those people I love have that moved now on. An ethnic and, group, the the, the Latin yeah. mass. <laughs> it's kind of this this, this recognised minority in Sydney as this Latin mass goer. Yes, go on. <laughs> Sorry, but it is good to have you know different. Um, Charisms, and and since though some of the founding members have actually moved on, getting married, etc., we've you know brought in new people, and they've been a blessing for us, and yeah. you know just trying to find the right fit for us, and uh, yeah, you're, you're probably uniquely um, qualified right now to answer this question, but one of the things I noticed is that there's there's usually a kind of a social jump when you get married. Uh, a lot of the people, particularly when you start having children, but a lot of the young people who you used to hang out with. You don't find in the same circles. They can't, you know, they don't have the same timetables. They don't have the same. And it's their natural attrition. That what tends to happen is that single people hang out, and young married people end up hanging out. Yeah. And older married people end up hanging out with older married people. But the relationships I've benefited from most in uh, my life so far have been couples who are much older than me who've been able to just be friends, not necessarily come up with sage advice, but just be friends for those times. And uh, couples and singles that are much younger, precisely because they draw me back into those things that I had taken for granted or thought I had all the answers to, mm. but then realise I actually, <laughs> I'm not sure I do. And <laughs> I think I think you've reminded <laughs> me of this particular need. Uh, is there a possibility that uh, we tend to gather in in age groups in a way that actually inhibits us from learning the full understanding of the Catholic faith, meaning universal? Absolutely. Uh, I really, I see this now more so than ever because we married, um, I'm married to my husband uh, and That's I've noticed relief. that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <go on. laughs> Just the one. Uh, so I've definitely noticed that uh, my single friends, it has definitely been a little bit harder for us to engage. And I did initially think, oh, so now I'm a married person. So now I hang out with married people. But in all honesty, the single people are the ones who one, they're striving and they're striving yep. for holiness and they want more and it's there is no way that we should ever let go of these people because they're they're the ones who ground us and remind yeah. us, hey, you know, we're still here, we're still your friends. And also your friends are your friends. I mean, mm. my, uh, I have, I've had friends go in and unfortunately out of married uh, status um, and they – they're still friends, you know. They're, 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 that's how we hurt and we laugh and we cry with them, but they're still friends. And the friends you make as a single person can, in fact, become a very strong friends in married life. Depends on how everyone adjusts. What I'm interested in, though, is that 
uh, I mean, maybe you're the only married couple to, in that particular group, but does, is there a change in people's focus? Do their questions change about life, the universe and everything is when they get married? Oh, I think mine did. I think I started questioning other things and hearing different ideas about the church's teachings and NFP is a, a hot topic for me and my married couple friends um, because we're wondering things like how can you use it in the non-contraceptive way? Right. So that in itself is you know a really big one for us um, yeah. to, to understand. It's interesting when it, I mean there's a kind of a standing joke, and Mike, uh, Mike the producer, will back me up on this. That if you talk about dating, you get you get people's attention <laughs> very quickly. D- dating, even married <laughs> people, are, oh, I, I I have some experience <laughs> here. Um, dating and getting to to you know most of the questions about dating end up being questions about how you can actually get along with your spouse because um, they're, they're just simple human questions about men and women. But um, <laughs> as you said, it gets a little bit more gritty and real when, you, when you're in a particular situation. Do you think the questions in Sydney, you mentioned that there's, there were some issues that are centred around Sydney. Um, do you think there's questions in, in Catholic Central that would only be interesting to Sydney people or more interesting to Sydney people than others? Oh, I think honestly, like you, everyone in Sydney wants to know basically how to get love, how to be loved, how to love, Mm. which is where the dating comes into play. And, you know, even around the dinner table at the girl's house that I was living at, not just the girl's house, but at the boy's house, most of the conversations would always come into asking, what is it that guys need to do to get a girl's attention? (laughs) Or what is it? How can I be the woman? Yeah. That my husband is going to see. It's probably worth saying that this isn't the, this isn't a topic that's unique to Sydney, though. Human beings everywhere <laughs> want to know this question, and yep. well, in, in it's not that difficult to attract a girl's attention. The problem is, is attracting her attention in the way that you'd like, uh, in the yeah. sense to get her to think of you as a potential um, a potential spouse or a potential partner. Getting her attention is something that men do a lot, but not necessarily in the right way. <laughs> Um, having and said vice that, versa for girls as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that can happen. Yes, that can happen. Yeah. And and we don't we don't generally speaking have little little lessons of how to do that. In, except if you're watching movies, and that's not a good lesson. I'm interested to know if um, you have watched people because that's, that's it is a good year and a bit that you've been going. Have you watched people grow within this community? I guess the the want that I've seen has gone from. Let's let's make a really big stand and adoration is beautiful and we love adoration. And we saw it drop off and people stopped coming, uh, and not just in COVID times, but just before that as right. well. Uh, we saw that it was a little bit more of the show right. and not so much a sincerity of heart. Maybe, maybe right. people listening may think otherwise. Uh, and so I guess since then... We've, you know, wanted our talks to be around the Eucharist. What yeah. is adoration? Why are we having confessions? Yeah. So that it's not so much an outward, you know, oh, I'm here, I'm I'm making sure I'm ticking the boxes. It's really a, you know, it's your heart, That's where your right. heart is. The trouble is, of course, when you give talks, that you're often talking to the people who already um, don't need the talk. Um, having yep. said that, though, <laughs> you remember the parable of the sower where the, the sower sows the seed in the different soil and sometimes it springs up really excitedly um, in 
and then gets choked by the worries and cares of the world through the weeds or just it doesn't have enough depth to it and fizzles out with the the shallow yeah. ground now um i've always when i was a younger person i always saw that as there are different types of people in that uh, but one very wise spiritual advisor told me no this is you all of them are you and the various seeds that that Christ sows of grace in you. Some of them are choked by the worries. Some of them are, dra- you know, are shallow, and some of them take root. And um, Christ, the sower, is is um, sowing the seed as liberally as possible in your life. And uh, where where sin just whisks something away, or where it's shallow, that's sad. But he's still looking to sow those seeds now. Uh, what we see often with young people is they they flare up pretty easily. They <laughs> the um. The excitement blares up, but when the hard thing is to keep doing something constantly, uh, when even oh, when it's routine. good for you, yeah, even when it's yep. good for you. Um, but let's talk about habits because, um, one of the good things I think about Catholic Central is that it's there and that people can know whatever their particular routine is like, they can turn up and get something decent each. Yep. Uh, how often is it? Uh, every fortnight, and we might be moving to monthly just because of. Uh, COVID, we've had to reshuffle yeah. a few things. Yeah, yep. fair enough. But if they they know something's there, and that's part of what's been good with the church. I mean, the church doesn't um, put on a mass or confession to say, "Oh, we get, we need the numbers." They 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 offer the opportunity for it and to have it there constantly. But um, the word virtue um, literally means to form a habit of goodness, and so to to form these kinds of good habits, you're providing an opportunity in that sense. You also mentioned that when you talked about the house that you lived in, that it made it easier to form the habits mm. of goodness when you're surrounded by other people who are in, who are trying to form the same habits. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we found that uh, when we instituted the the shared meal of a night time, and we decided that every person was going to participate, and we we came to an agreement that was how it was going to work, and. Each person would take a night to cook dinner and provide that for the rest of the household. So you'd provide eight meals. Um, one, we learned how to cook <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, and two, it was such an opportunity to give your, you know, something made by you and shared with others so that you could be, you know, own a little bit of pride there, um, but also to give back to the community it's that you're service. living in. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and forming those routines. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, look, they're very good things. But one of the things that I've found um, about friends holding you accountable is that God is almost so merciful that it's a bit easy to stand him up sometimes, whereas my friend isn't as forgiving sometimes. <laughs> and I, think, I think maybe I just I should see God with much more care and, and much more worry about, you know, but sometimes it's easy to to sort of fall and go, oh, I haven't said my prayers. It's all right. I'll, I'll get to it later or something. But when my friend's waiting for me to pray with me, it's a different thing. Um, and that yes. kind of human interaction can really bring us into that, um, the, the accountability, not so much accountability in a negative sense, but positively leading us into the what the good thing of um, not just prayer, but learning. And when we hear other people asking good questions, we want to come up with one ourselves. Um, yeah, <laughs> and if we continue to try and show Christ's face to others, it will be in those moments where we say, oh, hey, I, I'm going to Mass, are you coming as well? It's in that moment where your friend then goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Mass this week or this month or this year. So, yeah, it is It is absolutely just bringing the face of Christ to others. 
one of our um, uh, things that I keep thinking is whenever I see young people gathering in the church or even just going to Mass by themselves, it's an incredible witness for today. I think one of the strongest witnesses we can have, especially in this time of COVID, is to park your car outside of church on a Sunday or any day because most people, you know, they think, why are you giving up? The Sunday's my only day off. Why would I go to church? And that's such a huge investment. I mean, clearly we need money to keep being as charitable and as good in the church as we do, but mostly the biggest gift we give is time and um, time which God gave us, but we're giving it back in 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 this this special way, in worship way, and it's a witness. Just being there, you don't have to go out and say much. Just being there is important. Um, yeah, it's not a show. It's, you know, in reverence and love. Yeah. That that's why you're there. That's what you want. In fact, if we make it a show, it can actually be counterproductive in many respects. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you find <laughs> that, that the young people, I mean, this, the showing off thing is a big thing, especially amongst the young men. Let's blame them. Um, <laughs> showing off gets a bit out of hand, but I, I didn't notice that when I was hanging out with you guys. Um, they seem to be generally just genuine guys trying to trying to be better guys. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly, and it, it's having the girls to counteract that as well, and you know, for guys to be able to strive towards something, and for girls to hold a good standard as well. Um, and I think just having that community has allowed for a lot of this. You know, they're not showy off types of people they're really grounded people and they're learning more and they're they're wanting more mm. so i think in that they're being yeah directed to the right place so do you think that when people are living in shared accommodation sharing time sharing prayer time coming and coming together in that way or going to catholic central or something that um you kind of set a standard an expectation of human beings that we're actually not here for show we're not here valuing how rich everyone is or how what their fancy job is but how good the person is and how generous they are and once that standard's been set people kind of naturally do you think they naturally do that and, and click to it i think i think people absolutely do fall into place and go oh that's good i want that and we have seen some amazing things just from the shared accommodation. We've had vocations left, right and centre, um, priesthood, seminary, discerning priesthood. We've had nuns come out of there, um, married people. It's Honestly, it is such a blessing to be able to live amongst people who have a similar view and understanding of reality. Uh, and in doing so, then you are, you're not forced in a negative way, but you're definitely um, held to higher standards. Hmm. So I think that's had a huge impact on all of us. Yeah. I, I don't want it to sound like um, by higher standards we, we're saying, oh, we've got a strict rule of everything. It's more a hope thing, <laughs> I'd say, with young people. What I notice about the young people who won't, we call them OPDs, the OPD, the Order of Perpetual <laughs> Discernment, the ones who don't actually commit to anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's a kind of a, a, a fear, a hopelessness, if you like, that, oh, everything breaks down. I don't want to commit to this in case it's a dud. Um, well, the oh, news yeah. is that every diocese is a dud um, because humans run it. Um, every marriage is a dud <laughs> because humans are in it. And the, the only thing that saves it is grace. Um, and so Absolutely. the commitment is not, is not to I'll wait until I find the perfect option, but I commit myself to making it better. It's a pretty, it's a pretty hard call, especially for a young person when, when they've seen so much brokenness around. But the, I would say that the strongest witness I've seen from you guys looking from outside, is the hope that's there and the, and the joy mm. that comes with that hope. So yeah, more I'm power glad to you. That, uh, yeah, 
Well, it is, as you say, like it is such a, a world of negativity and, you know, oh, but what if I say yes to this event and then it means that I can't go on to see what else I'm going to be invited to. Yeah. You know, there is this continuous fear that I'm going to miss out. And in doing so, like if we can commit to something, you know, that in itself is virtuous and it's leading yeah. us to to being a better person. So, But also FOMO, I'm sorry, FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. The, the FOMO thing <laughs> is only if we're thinking of ourselves as an individual isolated from everyone else. If I have mm -hmm. friends who are religious, if I have friends who are priests, I have friends who are married, I'm not missing out. I'm sharing their life with them and I can rejoice in their vocation and rejoice in the in, vicariously through them. Uh, as well and as priests and religious come to our house and can vicariously rejoice in families so yeah all right absolutely I'm probably just mm -hmm. um <laughs> agreeing in fierce agreement here now mm -hmm. uh, we probably should wrap up the podcast but can i recommend um if you happen to be in sydney um or passing through look up catholic central uh or more importantly wherever you are in the world this is a good model uh, for young people to get to mix lives together, to put lives together, to actually commit themselves uh, to the virtue of Christian life, but also rejoicing in each other's vocations and the search for those vocations. Honest questions, hard, hard lives lived together work out really well. That's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking or arguing with your podcast device, let us know. You can drop us a line on any of the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, um, and drop us a review if you will be so inclined. Remember, this is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast, and we think that's an idea worth getting behind, so tell your friends. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life. <laughs>